This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by Dressing Life's Wounds Clothing Company. Dressinglifeswounds.bigcartel.com. Raw, original streetwear. <laughs> Check it out. Take a sip of that, if you would. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. MD. MD. Hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing out there? It's MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and this is Intergalactic Interviews, episode 27. We are in our Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin phase, and uh, sitting here with me is uh, a man of equal talent. Wow, that's a huge plug, that you're Janis Joplin talent. <laughs> but uh, sitting here with uh, producer slash DJ extraordinaire, international uh, skirt chaser. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt McKenzie, a.k.a. Scrum. How you doing, sir? I'm doing really well, MD. How you doing today? Fuck, things are pretty badass, i got to say. Things are pretty good. Uh, sitting here in front of uh, Jacques Daniel. And, uh, oh, one sec. Mm. Glug. Hey, here's Jacques Daniel has been a, a pretty big supporter of the international skirt chase scene as well. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I used to dub myself the intergalactic skirt chaser, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I've uh, quieted down recently. You know, last few years. Are are you uh, are you dating someone right now? I am not dating anybody right now. You're just solo out there, killing solo it, solo it, killing it. What, you getting ready for tour? <laughs> you got something like that? <laughs> something like that? <laughs> what, what does that Music's mean? Music's taking all of my time right now, man. Not much time for. Oh, I see. Okay, so for the chasing. Ah, okay. So, uh, man, good to see you again, my friend. You as well. You I, as well. I uh, I have to say. Uh, I get to open my doors here to a lot of uh, people within the entertainment industry, but uh, I really, I really appreciate your music, and I appreciate the that what you do in terms of mixing and 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 so many elements that you you've uh, been involved in the industry. Uh, what would you say is your favorite to do? In it, it, like you have your hands in so many things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty busy in uh, in a lot of different facets of the the audio industry, but I definitely say these days just uh, performing is definitely where I'm. Uh, most comfortable these days for sure performing yeah so just uh spinning live yeah playing live and uh, a lot of the scrum stuff and you're doing more than than just uh turntablism right you you nowadays you're doing uh this whole live rig what what's up with uh yeah what, yeah yeah i've um well for a long time i was i was djing mainly as a an avenue to play a lot of my own stuff but uh i play a lot of a lot of instruments so i've been kind of uh, designing a new live rig to how many instruments do you play um <laughs> I play a handful of instruments. That's always like a, a, a like a medium elitist like kind of dick question to ask. I'm like, <laughs> how many instruments do you play? Hmm? And you're like, like if there's a number too low or too high, you're, so you're thinking about it. How many how many instruments? I would say that? I would say uh, piano and classical guitar. Piano keys are my my two primary for sure. Excellent, excellent, uh, excellent. I, I play those instruments too. Yes, you do very yeah. well. Well, holder now. I don't know about. Hey very, now, hold on. Holder now. <laughs> holder now. This isn't about me. Okay. You know, Scrum, I didn't come in here to, to be uh, lambasted with your positive comments about me, okay? Why don't, you, why don't you drink your Jack Daniels? I will respect you however I like. <laughs> drink your Jack Daniels, okay? We'll pound this kitchen table, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, so how do you incorporate all these instruments live then? Like, what have you been doing? Um, well, for the longest time, I was playing uh, in tractor, just with uh, controllerism and whatnot. Right, and right. And I've actually, without getting too nerdy and technical, unless you're, are your <laughs> listeners the nerdy technical type? They're all, they're, they're all, all. Well, 
Are there's all like of you? two guys that are really hardcore, and then there's like this one girl. I don't know who she is, but there's a lot of listeners out there that I, I can't account for. But uh, some of them are pretty intense, yeah. But but there's a lot of people that appreciate the technical side. Yeah. Well, uh, to go over it quickly, I'm, I'm running uh, Ableton and Tractor in parallel and uh, designed an Ableton system with uh, live piano and keys and synths. Wow. Routing back into Tractor as well as my uh, acoustic nylon guitar going through it as well and uh, playing all of the all of the music I write for the album. Oh, well, yeah, the album I've been working on is... Uh, able to actually be performed now rather so than a new album have you talked about this yet or is this an exclusive it's been uh yeah in the works for a while yeah what uh, do we have titles what's going on are you gonna throw us a title there's so many people out there listening right now that want to know what's going on <laughs> uh the working title for now is dirtbag love songs because <laughs> uh, it seems to embody a lot of uh, my approach to music nice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh dirtbag love songs absolutely uh I mean, like, what is it? Does it come with mustaches? Like, what's what's going on? Like, where does that come? <laughs> just from? one mustache. Just yours? <laughs> uh, no, just in uh, in sitting down and kind of looking at objectively at a lot of the music I write, I I seem to delve into the very melodic, the very pretty stuff, along with the the heavy dirt bag bass. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It just kind of actually that see that's what kind of draws me to your sound is is, is uh, I share an affinity for the way you, you put together songs and your arrangements, but with the the very extremely melodic contrasted by like this guttural, like get the fuck up and here's some bass <laughs> in your face kind of stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's the that's the kind of stuff I, I like to to make it where it's there's such a contrast between them that that people can delve in on so many other levels as opposed to oh I only do uh, dance records four fours whatever you know that kind of stuff or I only do um, you know like India dot are yeah 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 yeah, type uh, music you know so I I I like uh, being multifaceted do you have uh, someone that you look up to that that does that type of style or or do you feel like you pioneered your own oh definitely no no I wouldn't never say I've pioneered my own anything Um, but actually it kind of all goes back I was in a pretty heavy metal band back in the day what oh yeah I'm a big I'm a I've known you a few years now, and I didn't. I have not known that. Okay, wait. Uh, What was the name of this band? It was called Predetermined Loss, and uh, (laughs) Predetermined. Yeah, it was. uh, Dude, metal names are the best names ever. (laughs) Predetermined. I was never the biggest fan of the name, but I was a huge fan of the music. We we were a bunch of insurance adjusters, and uh, (laughs) we just we were heavy as fuck. (laughs) Um, But back then, um, like I I would definitely say, in terms of the uh, the heavy and the soft, like Opeth was always a huge influence back then. Nice. As well as uh, you know, Tool with these the, huge like theatrical, yeah, uh, absolutely orchestral pieces. And uh, in that band in particular, we were similar to what I'm doing these days, but doing really long, drawn out melodic bits into Tool's the heavy awesome. grindcore stuff that we were yeah. playing at the time. So how did you how did you how that end or, or is it ended? What's going on? It has ended. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, recorded a full album. It was actually the first full album I produced by myself. That was I think 2005, 2006 ish. And uh, we played a few shows around the Kootenays and around in Toronto as well. And Did you wake them up like Dave Mustaine style and just say, listen, guys, I'm going to be a producer slash DJ and I, I can't handle all this grindcore stuff right now. Oh, like, I can always handle all this always, grindcore right? stuff. Absolutely. Do you have a grindcore group you've listened to recently? Oh, recently. I saw Cannibal um, Corpse. Uh, I was listening to a bit of Pig Destroyer awesome. recently. I don't know if you're familiar. Pig Destroyer, Pig yes. Pig Destroyer is yes, always yes. good. No, I definitely go in... Uh, in tangents of music, I haven't been listening to a lot of grindcore lately. But <laughs> I listen to like uh, the most off the wall stuff. Like I listen to like 
a lot of weird Scandinavian like yeah yeah like hey we're vampires <laughs> but like I listen to like sixty nine eyes and okay then, like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that stuff like or like uh, the Rasmus much to the dismay of my neighbors and and everyone because I just listen to the same two songs over and over again. <laughs> No fear. <laughs> Just listen to it over again. There was actually a time in Toronto. I do a lot of uh, editing and and uh, and music stuff for an educational that's publisher. Right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there was a time in Toronto. I, I had to write, a, I think, about like eighteen children's songs. Like picture, whoa, children's music for you know incompletion. Really? Yeah, yeah. So whoa. I was writing all of this children's material, and it was driving me absolutely batty. So I kind of had to offset that so I, I would write this really happy go lucky children's music and go into <laughs> grindcore for a little while just to keep myself balanced i don't think it worked you're but, like uh, predetermined loss run around the park like something like predetermined loss that how did you come how did that band even uh how did that band even get that name i i don't actually remember i didn't really have anything to do with it i just so what you were like a, an addition no it was definitely uh, i was definitely a founding member you were a founding member, but you had nothing to do with the name? I wasn't, yeah, or the lyrics or any of that. I this just is a man that needs to strike solo, clearly. <laughs> I, was writing, yeah, I was writing all the guitar and all the arrangements, so I left the You're the instrumental band. to the album. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you have this album coming out. Uh, when is it coming out? I mean, well, uh, yeah. there's a label involved. There is a label involved. Um, I've actually been working on it for the last year or so, and it was getting uh, pretty close to done. And uh, the label that I've been talking with, we decided to split it up into a few releases. So we're right. doing a one EP coming out next month, another one over the summer, and then the full, the full shebang in the fall. So uh, in May 2014, because I imagine people will be listening to this in the future or the past. I, I, I hope they can listen to it in the past. That would be really. <laughs> so they listen to this, and they're like, "Next month, what?" And then they realize it's already been out for like a year or right. two or several years or whatever. So in May 2014, we're aiming for uh, May yeah May first release and uh, a tour to follow shortly after that. That's pretty cool. Uh, is tour green lighted and all the dates yet? Do you have dates we can? Uh, we're share? about eighty percent booked at this moment. Um, I do have dates to share. What, but they're on your laptop? They're on my laptop. That's okay. Do you want we, me to be that, that Facebook guy while we're talking? Nah, nah. No one wants that guy. No, we, we can look that up after. All right. It's okay. All right. Um, I will say, though, that uh, I've received a tremendous amount of uh, feedback from Facebook and from Twitter and other social media outlets. Uh, I, As you know, uh, people that often listen to intergalactic interviews, if, if this is your first time listening, welcome. But if it's if it's a repeat thing, you know that we often open the floor and we try to get the the audience involved as much as possible. And so uh, I've I've gone ahead and I've asked, and uh, I've asked you to share, and you've shared it as well um, yep. for people to send in questions uh, anonymously. And uh, I've received quite a few. Uh, I'm going to turn around and grab my phone where I wrote it all down. Just one second, while I be that guy on you Facebook. be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit here up. awkwardly while you play with your phone. Yeah, okay. I'm like, it's a brand new Samsung Galaxy 4. Wow. Uh, let me just see this here. One, da, 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 da. Um, apparently, I was smart and I put them all in the same group. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So uh, this question comes in via Facebook. All right. Are you ready? I am. Okay. <clears throat> uh, seeing as how your, your performance name is Scrum. Yep. Okay. I'm just establishing that. That's not part of the question. Okay. But we're talking to Scrum here. I agree. <laughs> okay. And that's it. Well, that's all the time we have today, guys. <laughs> and so, uh, so uh, Scrum. Yes. 
Where does the scrum mostly collect on your body? <laughs> it says you body, but your body. <laughs> well, I try. I <laughs> Feel free to laugh, by the way. You cover your mouth like uh, this is a live recording, like we're going to upset somebody. <laughs> so I can laugh right into the microphone right like the this. Mic. Don't worry. All right. We've got pop filters on it. Oh, man. Yeah, so where does the scrum mostly collect on your body? That's such a good question. It is a good question. Um, That's why I filtered it into the show. Obviously, <laughs> I, I try and uh, keep the scrum confined to the, the ear cavities, but the ear- every once in a while nice. it, it seeps out into the bottom of my feet sometimes. Great answer. Always comes out on my fingers. Like, I just can't get enough of it off there, you know? <laughs> and uh... That was a beautiful answer. <laughs> that was good. If this was volleyball, that was a spike for sure. That was All pretty right. good. All right. Like, like hold on. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, question for Scrum. Uh, that's me. That's you. Once again. Question for Scrum. Have you ever shown the same friend your penis twice, even though he wasn't all that into it the first time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with a, a resounding yes. Because, <laughs> um, you know, the third time's a charm, so... <laughs> Got to figure it out. Are they waiting on the third? I I assume so. If he's still asking about it, <laughs> you're pretty confident that was a male, I guess that uh, that asked that. Uh, I don't know. These are anonymous. I'm not These gonna are. I'm not gonna reveal the integrity of the Snowden. Just one sec here. Uh, we got another one here. You ready to do another one? I'm ready. Bring it on. Do one more, and then we'll uh, we'll get back into a little more stuff here. Uh, this is a question for Scrum. What is the greatest obstacle you feel you have overcome? On your musical path? Ah. Good question. Good question. You know what? I'm, every day there's still all kinds of obstacles I'm still overcoming. Um, one that I, I would say I, I've, I've worked hard towards overcoming is uh, I used to get so, so nervous, like full of anxiety before every show and just like. Really? Oh yeah, big time. Like I've never been a, a natural performer. Oh wow. Um, but over the last... So over the last year and a half or so, I've I've kind of discovered taking the approach of go. I go into every show now, just assuming I'm going to get on on stage and I'm just going to fuck something up, and then just in in acknowledging the fact that that's going to happen, it's just kind of allowed uh, kills his power. It just kills that the yeah. power of that that nervous <clears throat> over over me. What is it that you're thinking is going to happen? Like you think you're going to fuck things I, up? I don't, I don't know. I just. Uh, you know, but just by acknowledging that I am, I'm going to screw something up on stage every time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's just, and, you know, usually <clears throat> it does. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of classify danceable mistakes and non-danceable mistakes. <laughs> and the danceable mistakes are easy. Nobody notices except me, right? That's and pretty good. the other ones, but. Yeah, I understand that. Um, but, yeah, just uh, that kind of realization one day just really kind of put me at ease before going into shows, so. I think uh, I need to share with you that um, I... I am the opposite. I've I've never, ever had any type of um, performance anxiety. The only anxiety I ever experienced ever before shows is that, uh, like, the two hours before show, not even the full two hours, but just around the two-hour mark, I'm yeah. like, let's go, let's do this. I, yeah. I, I hate, and this is, I don't know how this sounds, but I hate, um, if you relate to this, uh, I hate the, the, hey, bro, kill it out there. <laughs> You're going to do good. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, like, I appreciate the sentiment. But at the same time, that kind of thing just makes me not focused on what I have to do, which yeah. is actually go out there and kill it and all that stuff, right? So I, I, I don't like the 
the pre-show stuff. Uh, no, no, I no. love performing, and I love. I, I I do not give a fuck about crowd size or anything like that. That yeah. part doesn't bother me, but it's it's always like the the people. I don't know. Do you relate to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I used to. Um... That sound that makes me sound like such an elitist prick. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, just leave me alone before the show. Don't wanna... talk to me. Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm just going to kill it. Leave the room and turn the lights off. I'm just like psycho. I'll be over here in the corner. <laughs> alone. Yeah, I'll be over Without you. Counting my hits like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> what was the question? There was no, one. go ahead. You, you have your, your Jack Daniel sip. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, mm. um, do uh, I relate to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to... Um, yeah, do you... I'd always... I, if, I, if I was playing at a club or whatever or a party... I'd always, I'd always get there early and, you know, hang out a bit. And uh, right, right. I quickly realized that, and this was, again, still when I was suffering some pretty gnarly performance anxiety, but I, I'd either, one of two things, just, like, work myself up into, like, over-anxiety mode right. or else just get way too drunk and, like, not be able to play very well. So uh, <laughs> these days I try and I try and get there about an hour or so before I play, enough time to kind of get into the vibe of the get party the vibe, and, yeah. uh, you know, see a few p- people, but not long enough to... to whatever that is. I can't wait to max out my level in character development for that so that you can just show up like literally five minutes before set time, shake two hands maximum, and then go right on stage and then that's it. And then and then leave. I feel like max level would like be showing up five minutes early and shaking a hundred hands. A hundred hands? still going on No, stage. but see, there's that's like... That's max level right the there. The exclusive, the cutoff of like, well, I'm going to shake two hands maximum. Like promoter and the guy who I'm... I'm I'm uh, changing like absolutely uh, you know, always uh, always rep that guy for sure. <laughs> that guy I'm like or yes yes here you go one of two yes yes girl one of two handshakes yeah. and then promoter gets handshake and then and yeah. then out I don't know how you feel about that I played Rossland in January I played Rossland in February did you I sure did what it how, was a lot of fun it was so much fun that was like one of the most fun shows I've played in a long time I played with Maka and uh, yeah we were on the bill with. Uh, uh, DJ Kato. You know, oh yeah, Kato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kato's a nice dude, man. I, I like yeah. that guy. He uh, he gave me a, a real. He bailed me out uh, with some uh, commands and shit through Serato. Uh-huh. Um, actually, uh, one of the questions that was submitted is uh, related to this. Should we ask this question? We sure. Yeah. This week we have more questions than usual. So okay, I like questions. Uh, yeah, I I would. Uh, I, I'm going to open the floor more than usual uh, to to the questions if that's cool. Um, this is a, a rapid fire. Okay. Rapid fire. So All this right. is just like Coke or Pepsi. Is this like bonus round? Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. So you just, it's um, one or the other. You okay. just pick it, you know, and yeah. uh, the faster you answer, the more impressive I will think it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, my friend, are you ready? I sure am. Here we go. Rapid fire. And go. Excision or Datsik? Datsik. Nice. Tiesto or Armin Van Buren? Tiesto. Serato? Or a tractor? Tractor, baby. Pro Tools or Logic? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Pro Tools because I use it every day for work, but Logic is way better for creating. Nice. Nice. You know, four in, that's all it took to get you to, like, ooh, like it's like an ooh moment. Yeah, yeah. and uh, finally, drinking or smoking? Smoking. Wow. So you've been... uh, Living the clean life. I've been uh, living the clean life for the last seven months. Seven months, and then you come in here, and I just tear down Ask your Jack Daniels. Your tear down record. my walls of <laughs> good decisions. I'm like, I'm like, scrum. I haven't seen you in a while. You want to drink some Jack Daniels? You're like, uh, I've been. Clean I'm a, for a I'm while. a, I'm a special occasion drinker these days. So. There's one thing I am. It's a respecter of sobriety. No, not at all. I, uh, <laughs> I have, 
I have a, a follow-up question here for you. Yep. This is uh, this this might take some uh, thinking. This is uh, via Twitter. This came in via okay. Twitter. Um, which celebrity, dead or alive, would you like to fuck, and to what song? Wow. That, I, this was honestly one of the best questions I, I've had on the show, period. I, mean, I don't have a problem saying that. I know that that's like one of the best ones I've had. I feel like that's the type of question that you're going to ask me right now, and we're going to come back to that in about 15 minutes as it's pondered in the back of my head. Because right now, I don't have even close to an answer for that really? right now. Not even remotely. Do you have even like an idea of the celebrity? No. No? No, I don't. Dead or alive? You can fuck anyone dead or alive. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I'm telling you, like, I read that question, I was like, oh, I got, like, five. Like, immediately. Like, immediately, I can name five. I'd, I'd be like, I'd fuck alive Lindsay Lohan circa 2003. Like, Mean <laughs> Girls Lo- Lindsay Lohan would be, like, a nice bang out for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, here, I got a better one for all you. All right, all right. While you think of that one. I will. Because <clears throat> we do not allow questions to go unanswered here. No, absolutely so, not. So this can be a 55-hour episode if it has to yep. be. The uh, the next question comes in also via Twitter. Uh, uh, what is the best Shams Village story you know? And of course, they're referring to Shambhala Music Festival. Oh, man. I, I, that you know. Countless. So it doesn't even have to be one that you actually... No, I, it is going to be one that I, oh, I you, actually was you, a part of. Because okay. <laughs> obviously, I have countless stories from Shambhala and the we village. Sh- we should explain for a second uh, to s- some of the listeners out there yeah. might not know. But uh, Shambhala Music Festival, it's a, an electronic and uh, urban music festival that is uh, one of the biggest uh, on... Is it the biggest? In BC for sure. In BC um, for sure. But like Probably pr- getting there with uh, in terms of Canada as well. Yeah. What about the Western Seaboard? I can't speak for the Western Seaboard. Right. It's huge, not on though, right? Terms. It's pretty... <laughs> yeah, what, the, were they holding you off? They're not answering your phones? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 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 massive and one of the best parties you will ever attend in your life. Ever. And like this a, year, this year in particular is... How many days is it? It's like 10 days? 7 days? Uh, officially, I believe it's 4 days, but they, they open up like early entry. That's right. That's some people I mean. get in there a week, 2 weeks ahead of time. People and move it, into like tribal feudalism. Absolutely. It's crazy. But it's all love. There's no, uh, there's no uh, drama or anything like that. Unless there's a story here you have that is drama related. It's not drama related. It's okay. just... Max vibes related. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, Dude, lay it down right now. This was in the the early days. Of Go ahead and scrum. drink that Jack Daniels right, and right. ginger while you tell me this story. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. There you go. Take a little sip of that. That was a good sip on the mic. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this was in the early days of the Scrum Project back, I guess, 2010, 2009, 2010. Okay. And uh, when I first started, I was making all this glitch hop, mid tempo stuff, and then I. I did this remix of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, which was the very first time I ever touched any dubstepy stuff whatsoever. That was actually the first song I've ever heard from you. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was Rebecca Uten, RTR. Yes. She sent me. Uh, she was like, I got to show you my friend. And I was like, yo, this is pretty badass. And then, that was about four years ago. And actually, yeah. side note, I, I played that for the first time in years, actually, in Rosalind. Oh, and yeah? Ended my set with it and caused a mosh pit. That's crazy. Great. Dude, they were wild in Rosalind. Um, yeah. Okay, yo, so but yeah, so I finished that right before Shambhala, like literally an hour before getting in the car to head to Shambhala, I bounced it out. And uh, my buddy Deeps from uh, the Kootenays. I know Deeps. You know uh, Deeps, Jesse? Deeps and Wackcut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he was playing in the village I'm gonna, probably Friday night, and it was like 4 a.m. or whatever. And uh, I told him, I'm going to bring you something. 
And uh, <laughs> this was literally a, a scene out of a movie. Like, we remembered that Deeps was going on, went to the car, got the uh, CD, and, like, ran on his big mission to find him and delivered it over the railing right as he was going on. And he hadn't even heard it, and he opened up his set with this. He, what? Like, he, he opened with yeah, it? Yeah, now we're talking Village Friday night. I'm going to say probably 4 a.m.-ish. Like, it was... Uh, it's... There was wild. a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, then I ran outside or ran out uh, in front of the speakers and just got to like hear this for the first time ever on the village system surrounded by. Wow. So that was the That's first time that vibes. song ever yeah. got played. I got to say the the underlying story there, as wild as that is, yep. which is really cool, is that there's so much respect there and, and trust for, for Deeps to be like, yeah, I've never heard this ever, and I'm going to open my Shambhala set, which most I, I think most DJs and, and producers look forward to all year. And yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to open and circumvent my own set. Uh, no, yeah, like I, I told him, I he knew that I was bringing him something for sure. Still though, that that trust level is amazing. And I yeah, think, I think a, that's really super, cool. Super yeah. good homie for sure. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Max, so so uh, the the PK rig is that what it is out there? It, yeah, it was PK back then as well. That's, yeah, that's pretty wild. So. Uh, Man, that people, I, I think maybe it might be lost in a few people out there that are listening right now, like just how epic Shangri-La is. Like it's like the fractal forest and like the village. And Man, yeah, sometimes I have to, because re- I've been like, <laughs> I was there literally the very first year when I was about 14 and my uh, wow older friend was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? There's this <laughs> thing happening out near, near Nelson. When it was a common, just uh, like casual. Oh, it was like there. There wasn't the main stage. There was the stage. The stage. And yeah. uh, <laughs> the first night, the uh, the main the the stage, the music shut off for a little while because the drum circle had gotten bigger than the dance floor, <laughs> and so they just like <laughs> gravitated in this massive drum circle. And yeah, it's been wa- it's been interesting watching it uh, grow into the to what it has today. It's amazing. What's the best thing about Shambhala then? The best oh, thing. Like when you think of it and you're like, oh, I can't wait for... The people, man. The Just, people? The crowd? Yeah. Okay, what's the... strangers. The, what's the worst thing about Shambhala? <laughs> you're like, oh, the strangers. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'd be hard-pressed to, to pick a worse thing. That's how good it is. Coming unprepared. Coming unprepared is the worst, right? Because, uh, yeah. it's uh, I only need one shirt. It's, it's, I only need one shirt. I got two pairs of boxers. I'm like, dude, that that's not enough. And you're going to get very cold tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. A lack of a hoodie is... Lack uh, of a hoodie, definitely. That's a murder right there. Um, I have uh, I have some questions for you uh, just regarding production stuff, yeah. if, if you're interested. Absolutely. Um, what what kind of uh, preamp setup are you using right now? Like... like uh, a lot of the audience that listens to this, they're they're in it for the entertainment industry aspect, but yeah. there are a lot of producers that listen. So I I know that they want to hear the the kind of gear you're using. The nerd jargon. The nerd jarg. Right. Let me know. Let's do some nerd jargon. Yeah, let me know. If you let me know that stuff. All right. Then uh, I'll, I'll trade you some softball questions. <laughs> if that, that's okay. <laughs> you're like you're gonna ask so, me about softball with the. <laughs> uh, production wise, I'm pretty much entirely uh, a Cubase dude. I've been delving a little bit with Ableton lately, just with the live stuff. But right. Ninety percent of my production is all in Cubase. Uh, I'm still running my old Double O Three rack from Pro Tools, just yeah. as my main interface. It does the job. I was using a Digi up until I uh, know in O Three. So yeah. Up, up until last year, literally. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then I was doing even post edits of this actual show on a Digio three up until like last week. Yeah, so yeah, they did the job. Good. I'm definitely looking. I, I uh, put a UAD card in probably about a year and a half ago. Oh yeah, and I've been looking at getting into the the UAD Apollo interface. Yeah, you see this uh, the Apogee there. The Apogee, it's the beautiful. symphony. The symphony. Yeah, I like we, it. Uh, Amp Records just had that installed. Yeah, like last week or the week before maybe. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then let's the f- take a moment just to just to. They can't see what we're seeing right now, but that's okay. <laughs> it's beautiful it's though. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen, it's gorgeous. Uh, actually, uh, you, you've known me through several different uh, studio I transitions. Yeah, I believe so, the last time we saw each other, we were recording weird children's voices. That's right. And that, you were doing epic radio voice that you're about to do right now. You want to do one right now? You do it. Do it. Uh, should I announce what the uh, next like, question is? Oh, I'll, okay, I'll announce the next question. Uh, Coming up next, the absolute bottom end of Malaysian Airlines. Is it actually in the ocean? Coming up next. Uh, it, actually, in fact, it turns out it is actually up, uh, up in the air that it might be in the ocean. I have, yeah, I've not, I'll be honest, I've not been keeping up on this story whatsoever other than bits and pieces that find their way to me, but. I, well, I I was blown away the fact that like, first of all, a plane disappeared. Yes, that's. And then all of a sudden it's, it's like just this morning the Malaysian prime minister said, hey, we have it in good authority now that it's in the ocean. And then, and then I don't know if you heard this part, but uh, since they announced that this morning, they texted all of the family members that that's what happened without <clears throat> absolute confirmation yeah okay now now think about this now the malaysian government texted texted with like what like a sad emoticon that, that that's what happened they're just sad like face like mm, plane crash like that's i don't know that's pretty cold and impersonal it's don't very you think cold and impersonal. shouldn't they call someone i think they sh- really should call somebody it should be a phone call right that's absolutely a conversation for the phone not your thumbs i i would say that uh Breaking up with your fiance. That's one. Um, uh, coming out to your parents. Yes, that's probably. That's, uh, that's what, yeah. Depending on the parents, I could see. What you think a text? Dad, dad, dad. I'm gay. <laughs> I think that's okay. <laughs> that's what you think that would work Maybe. better. It's a gray area. Okay, well, I'd I'd say like break up with fiance. Yep. Uh, coming out to your parents. Yeah. Uh, on your orientation, and and then maybe informing the surviving members of the family of a plane crash. Those are things that I agree, you actually. have yeah, to no, do on a phone. Back. Those are three absolute absolute I can't, could you imagine you get a text and you're like, oh, like the innocuous vibe of a text is that nothing that major gets sent via text. You know, like even if, like say you rescheduled today, you'd be like, hey dude, something came up and I'd be like, oh, that's okay. Because we'd sort it out. It's not like, hey man, like you'd call me if you're. No, like, I feel like even even a rescheduling of today, I would probably would have called you. See, that? I hate I hate like I hate phones in general. See, that's but respect. For like important business stuff. <laughs> it's worth a phone call. That's that's uh you know what that's a respect. Yeah, I appreciate that. You want to cheers to that? Yeah, I think we should cheers to that. Yeah, respect to that. That I would uh I would garner the same uh, respect that a that a my a, ex fiance that an ex fiance would get. <laughs> I texted her anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. So. Were you engaged? No. You're never engaged. Never. I've never been engaged. Not either. even a little bit. <laughs> Not even like fake, fake engaged, like 3 a.m. leaving the club? <laughs> no, I feel like that that just hasn't come up yet. Not not once. Um let me let me ask you, uh when it when it comes to the music industry 
in its entirety right now um, with the advent <coughs> of of dance music yeah. and, the, and the way EDM and whatever that comes up. Like, do you even use terms like EDM or, or like you're very much involved? So like, do you, do you use those terms or is that more popularized by like media types? Like what's up? I, I do. I, cause I, I use it just cause it's easier than trying to exp- like trying to explain. Yeah. It's like bass with synth and drums at this speed. Like what the, like, yeah, that, no, I know. do find myself like EDM is definitely a, a new term over the last few years as the whole, EDM machine is is That's blown right. up into what it is today. That's right. Um, but you know, I've been I've been making electronic dance music for half my life since <laughs> I was about fifteen, and uh, so it's been it's been interesting watching it evolve. Um, I feel like I forgot what the actual question was. Uh, you know what? I don't know if it matters. All this right. is a long form conversation. We Absolutely. could talk. We could talk about whatever it is. I think I was asking if I think you answered it. It was with the EDM. I was like, does EDM? Yeah, uh, it was such a is that a real term? Catch-all yeah. term to yeah. without delving into the specific okay. genres I got, I, that nerds like to argue about. <laughs> I'm one of those nerds. I'm, I'm also one of those. Nerds. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I I, I actually have a question that was submitted All right. that ties into what was just being Perfect. said. Okay, so uh, this comes in via Facebook. Um, I'm gonna read it. I think just by eyeing it right now, I think it's kind of written in a weird way. So you might have to. Uh, have me repeat it. I'll interpret. Okay. Um, This comes in through uh, Facebook. Uh, The amount of people trying to DJ nowadays is crazy. What is one thing that you, as a veteran, can spot a mile away that tells you that they are amateur? Uh, That's a good question. It is a really good question. And I would definitely say, you know, track selection and... uh, (laughs) Well, obviously, track selection is always... The, so what if they just download the top 10 of Beatport? That, I, I tend to not ever be at parties like that, so that's a good thing, <laughs> I think. But I, I do know it, it exists out there. Whoa, and, I just um, want, I'm never at parties like that. <laughs> I just, uh, you know... Holy, yeah. <laughs> jerk-ass scrum. Yeah, Get I want well, jerk-ass. Don't worry. Next to the, the jacket you had me um, hang up, there's a top hat there. <laughs> My monocle. With a monocle. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, playing, uh, you know, time of the night, cause I've walked into clubs before at 10, 8, 10 PM and, uh, you know, here just banging, banging tunes when the, you know, the rest of the night is, is, you know, um, so a veteran, like someone that's been playing for a while will definitely know how to play to the, play to the crowd and play the vibe and the time of the night and right. whatnot. Um, and, uh, yeah, as there's so much controversy around, uh, sync button stuff these days, oh, okay, it's huge. And, uh. You know, I, I, I myself, I, I, I used to play on turntables and with records and all that. I don't. It's so like straight vinyl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back when right. I was first. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and nowadays so... I'm pure sync button. I would never, never go back. Okay. Um, but there's so much hate on from a lot of, a lot of um, real DJs. I see. About, um, you know, beginners using, using that one. And I, I feel like the, the technology you're using to play out has no bearing on your ability as a dj it really comes down to, to knowing that's right you're still choosing like I, I always compare it to uh like within production yeah. for myself like um like i i use my my akai mpc 4000 right right so mostly hardware based but i sequence it as a trigger through fl uh fl studio for yeah. whatever so the people that are like fl studios but how can you use that and i'm like okay basically what you're you're attacking is like the tool 
when really what what should be the question is the lumber. Like, what are we using? What are we chopping down? Are you are we, you can't build a house out of birch, is what I'm saying. Right, right. So like the stuff I use, I like to consider it like oak, hard, hard body oak or whatever the fuck. So, um, I feel the same way. Like like the what you're choosing to play as a DJ that really speaks more to me than than how you played it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I know there's a lot of conf- like. Um, when you see setups of like, uh, say like a list DJs right now, like, uh, you see, um, I don't know, like, like Skrillex is like Skrillex is set up with his trigger fingers. He's still using the, I think he's on CDJs now. Yeah. CDJs. Yeah, right. He's moving forward. Okay. For sure. So, I mean, like there was a lot of shit that he was getting about doing like iPod sets. Essentially, yeah. Well, right? there's, I won't, I won't name them, but they're a pretty huge international house act and I remember there's a little meme going around with Jeff Mills the old techno legend <laughs> talking about like you know one DJ three turntables one set of headphones and then uh, nowadays there's these three DJs on one turntable and like yeah yeah I'm not explaining it very well but no no I, I'm talking about the evolution of I'm familiar really with that having uh, to be yeah working that hard if you don't want to be that's right like it, it it seems that there's kind of been a sacrifice of what is it like morals for technology is that how it's is that how it's going would you agree with that yeah it's such a such a huge question to ask really i don't yeah i don't necessarily have a a yes or no answer to that you don't there's always with anything there's always someone that's doing amazing things with this technology and there's always someone that's half-assing it i don't care where you are you know so i would think that uh more so nowadays, just because of the access of technology. I mean, like, the show even wasn't possible, like, five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you know, yeah. like, technology, we're, we're riding that wave right now for sure. I mean, like, this is episode 27. We've been doing this show for in that amount of time, minus, like, a Christmas break of, like, two weeks or something like I did. So right, right. about six months, if you think about it like that. So six months of, of shows that I've been able to put together using technology that wasn't existing six seven years ago simply being used as like hey i think there's a lot of great talent around us that needs to be documented and it has to be used as a vehicle yeah now yeah, yeah. if someone was to criticize this process and say hey you're using like apex mics with uh <laughs> you know like that kind of and i'm like all right well whatever like these mics are badass they can do overheads xo arrays blah 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 whatever and uh instead of instead of something like uh, attacking that, they should just see the product, the quality of the product. Yeah, right? I absolutely agree. And you do agree with that? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. I, I think it's weird that that we even live in a society that that would uh, attack the the means rather than the ends. Don't you think? That <laughs> I, I that's don't always know. Been I, the way? I used to to like think and criticize that stuff. We're built like that. But all those people that are doing all those attack and they're just wasting time, not creating their own art. You know? Exactly. One of the best things I've, I've done this year is. Um, uh, I, I'm not really big on resolutions or anything like that. So uh, in December, I decided I was going to do this. So before New Year's, but like within the last three or four months, I've been doing this. So I had a, like a premonition to to change up some stuff in the way I was thinking about life. And uh, one of the ways I, I, I've changed up recently is uh, I've stopped comparing my career to other people's career. Yeah. And oh man, that I can't. If any, there's anyone out there listening right now that has like even a, a slight even a small partial amount of them that like wakes up and goes, 
fuck, man, I need to get things going. Man, things ain't... If this, if that was me, I'd be blah, blah, blah. If you even have a little bit of that in you, put that luggage down, man. You don't need to carry that with you. You, you can seriously succeed so much better just by saying, ah, I'm going to do me and I'm focus on me. Because every, like you were just saying, every second you spend focusing on someone else's career, you're not focusing on your own. That, that yeah. And that's the only way I could put it. I, I've had so much better experience since then. And that's been like three, four months of that, and I, I, can, I can honestly feel the difference every day. Yeah, I went through actually a similar transformation, I suppose, over the summer of yeah? just, uh, yeah, just reevaluating. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? What? I, I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss to, to best describe it, but. Well, you've been just, sober, well, pseudo-sober, because I've had you <laughs> drinking Jack tonight, but uh, you, uh, you've been uh, pseudo-sober for like seven months, so obviously something's happened since the summer. Actually, the day after my 30th birthday. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm turning 29 in May, so I'm uh, I'm very much, maybe I'm in this like zone as well. I'm like, I, some of these things have to change before I move into the next phase of my life, you know? Yeah, and I can honestly say that, not not even, you know, sobriety aside, but just turning 30 was... It's been the best year of my life so far. It's really? Just, yeah, just a refocusing of uh, of goals and priorities and ignoring a lot of the shit that used to matter that really doesn't. That's really like good. Exactly to hear. what you yeah. just described there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm really glad to hear that. I'm looking forward to my 30s, big time. Yeah. Like, uh, I know there are a lot of people that lament the the passing of age and they're like, oh my god. Oh, I I went through that. Yeah, definitely know, a little bit coming I, up to it. But I am super excited for my 30s. Like, I I want to, uh, like. When I lay it out for people like this, they have a hard time arguing with me about it. But, like, when I say, who wouldn't want to be uh, older, wiser, more respected, taken more seriously, um, better at your craft? Yep. Like, like who, who wouldn't want that? Like, that's in, it, like uh, the percentage of people that become incredibly uh, rich or, or successful or, or how, whatever measure they use, the, the, the amount of people that become that before the age of... 21 or whatever like that like those types of people they're generally not put into those positions by their own accord like well and even you know, even when they are though they're, they don't really necessarily have the tools to sustain it either you exactly. know and that's something that only comes with exactly you know. that's very true and, and the amount of people that do come through it with like hey i was 18 and and a quadrillionaire and now i'm you know, 38 and I, and I'm still a controlling that. That's very rare. Yeah. Like very, I don't, I don't even know if I can name someone who can do it. Do you have anyone off the top of your head? No. Someone at home learning and I was listening to this and was like, I know just why don't they say it? I, and, and like, I don't know. Like even Donald Trump was Donald, Donald Trump has gone bankrupt a bunch of times. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't already. Right? So he doesn't even he have the streak established. What about a guy like, uh, Justin Bieber who gets a lot of shit, you know, I, like two weeks ago, I had oh, Sonny man. Dollywall on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a very, very talented comedian. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff, but he's super hilarious. He's a very, very funny guy. He's done Just for Laughs, CTV, oh, nice. yeah, Comedy yeah. Now. He's done MTV, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, he he went ahead and told me about the deposition that Justin Bieber did. And and he's like, have you seen this? I, yeah, I, I I glossed over it. But did. It's pretty hilarious, man. He's like, he's like, is this a is this a question? You know, uh, my favorite part is when he does the, uh, 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 he they like ask him a question and he like claps his hands first and he's like, guess what? I don't recall. Like he he actually clapped. That's his my hands. default response from yeah. the rest of this interview. He's like, guess what? I don't recall. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And like whoever coached him 
on that and did that so well. Like clearly it was taken a lot from the Lil Wayne deposition. Yeah. But uh what what do you think is gonna happen to him? Man, I have some strong opinions on this subject. For the longest time I was very much because um, the the dude is crazy talented. There's no denying that. Oh, if you've for seen sure. any of his drumming videos or freestyle rap or, dude, or playing like, guitar, like he's got mad talent. And very I, inclined. I've, yeah. When the rest of the world was hating, I was always kind of holding on that he was going to pull the big Justin Timberlake and you know get break out of that that music industry mold. That's right. And then you know I used to take hate control. on Justin Timberlake <laughs> so bad. And now like, he's like my favorite human being I know, in like, the world. Oh, fuck, he's so good at everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I always assumed <laughs> that he was just gonna you know, wake up really awesome one day. Mm-hmm. And then over the last year, just watching all of his little Bieberish antics, I'm just like, maybe this guy is just a bit of a bit mm. of a jerk. He's, he's, he's existing in a generation that has never had this much access yeah. to information or, or ability to communicate with other people. And I think for that, he's a different type of celebrity because he's, he's not like, like Harvey Keitel, you know what I mean? Who's also like, internationally known yeah but at the same time like harvey Keitel, i would like to know what his grasp of twitter is right like like he doesn't have he doesn't have a tremendous grasp like probably not like like bieber's probably on something that's like he's like yo you wanna like pin nine or something and you're like what's that and it's like yeah see see neither of us know because that's how advanced he like his social media he's like Yo, you guys are still on Instagram? Well, I'm using like right, right, you right. Know, that kind of like, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Like his generation, which is, which is our our generation, of, of course. Like we're within 25 years, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that come up, like he's never lived in a world without the internet, whereas you and I have. Absolutely, and actually, uh, I've had quite a few conversations about exactly that of just you know. I, Existing in a world w- without the constant connectivity, constant right access to all of this information. Like and you I, remember I really, that. What's that? Like you remember that? Oh, I remember. Uh, internet just was first a thing when I was maybe in grade nine or ten. Yeah. When it first started being more, you know. Yeah, both and seven so, and eight for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we're about, we're only a year and, apart. Uh, right? I really think that uh, existing even for that short a, a time frame, but it'll give tools that'll be really more really valuable later in oh, life. Oh yeah. Like big time, like like I I remember uh, like remembering numbers. Yeah. Like phone numbers. I like, don't even know my own phone numbers half the time. I was telling you earlier, but I just got this phone. Yeah. So I, I spent a good hour and a half today putting in manually my contacts because the guy at the store was like, "Oh, you have an Android. Well, if your Google stuff is synced, it should just import all your contacts." Yeah. Well, it didn't do that, and I had a different SIM card. Right. And size, not even just like a different SIM card, but like this is an LTE and I had a Galaxy One on my old phone. So it was like a different size of card. So I couldn't even swap them to like to sync my other phone. So I, I literally had to go, okay, well, I'm going to have to manually import. So I had one phone in one hand and one phone in the other <laughs> hand. And I'm just, I, I put all these, uh, put all these contacts in the whole day. And, and that's why I was like getting back to you. Sorry. sorry no, no, not at all. But uh, I, I went through them all, and uh, I was thinking, I was like, holy fuck, I only know my parents' number. That's it. I don't even know my girlfriend's number. I know it's like 838-something. I have childhood numbers that I've not called in like 10 or 15 years that are still in my head. Yeah, I know that. And like, I can't even remember (laughs) my own number half the time. I'm not kidding. That's so funny, man. Yeah, I I know like my Auntie Barb's number. Yeah, I know your Auntie Barb's number too. (laughs) Dude. That's weird. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? (laughs) Obviously. It's funny though, like, yeah, I I know these uh, these numbers so well. And then um, 
I think about the mental capacity it takes to remember a seven digit number. Yeah. And, and then I remember moving to uh, the West coast here. When I moved to Vancouver, uh, all of a sudden everyone was like, no, no, you have to type the area code first. Cause there's so many people out here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That for me was really crazy. Like I, I, cause I came from a small town. Me too. Yep. Right. Well, where'd you come from? Uh, Cranbrook, BC. What was it like growing up in Cranbrook? It was small and small townish. Restricting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like Kenora basically. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I assume. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it's probably about the same. Kenora is Ontario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kenora, I'm from Northwestern Ontario. The uh, uh, the whole idea, though, that like, okay, now I have to dial like ten numbers. That was really difficult for me when I first came out here. Like, like, yeah, the internet was already popping and all that stuff, but like, all of a sudden, six oh four, seven seven eight, two oh five, two oh four, whatever the fuck, you know. Like, I, I couldn't for some reason adding those extra three numbers just completely <laughs> threw my my whole process out. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, there was for about 19 years for me, really, really hard, hard pressed. Like if you remember numbers, you have to remember seven numbers. Yeah. I'm like, okay, seven numbers, seven numbers. And then it's like, okay, now you have to remember 10 numbers. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do 10 numbers. And, and I never bounced back. And then luckily technology kicked ass and now it remembers more numbers. It than remembers me. all of the numbers for you. Do you feel like phones are becoming almost like an extension of us? Yeah. Do you ever leave the, like if you left the house right now, I left without the, I left without my phone the other day on purpose actually on purpose I went, yeah I went for the day and is this part was, of your whole new sitting by the river <laughs> all calm in my van down yeah by the river <laughs> my, yeah yeah is this your whole new vision no I can't uh, I don't remember why I left it I just like I saw it as I was leaving and I'm just like I don't really need this right now and just went out and it was it was pretty liberating to be honest yeah I left my wallet at home the other day I had like a George Costanza like cat like total part of a cow wallet like a big fat wallet yeah and uh not that it's full of anything i Just don't mean I don't, yeah i'm like yo big fat wallet like i don't mean like that i mean like i have this fat wallet that fucks up my seating posture and uh so i, I like i left that at home the other day yeah and that was super liberating now and i'm just like uh using cards in my pocket that's i went boom uh Man, over the summer, actually, I used to carry the big wallet with the cards that I haven't touched in a year and just fill everything. Right. And I realized I really only use, like, three or four of these cards. Yeah, totally. Ever. And yeah. so I got rid of the wallet, and I just have a little card yeah. thing. And Do I really need a, a Moore's that designer? Much cow? Do you need that much, you cow much cow in your day-to-day life? Yeah. Claim your free Tony the Tiger poster from Pensacola. <laughs> from any participating <laughs> shelf. Whatever the fuck, S.O. Tiger. I don't know what he's saying. But, uh, yeah, like, like, I, do I really need to carry around my Moore's Designer uh, club? Like, am I buying that many dress shirts that I need a, a, a Moore's card? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. You know, and, and that's the kind of stuff I, I'm trying to I'm trying to minimize. Yeah. I get to go for my first isolation tank experience next week. It. The float yep. tank? Yep. Oh, yep. let me know how that goes. I've been I, uh, itching. I had a couple uh, sessions purchased for me for Christmas, so I'm gonna go check it out. Um, hopefully next week. I, I've uh, I've been told that booking has been kind of psycho. Yeah, I hear they're yeah they're, yeah they're doing okay. Have you ever done anything like that? I have not. I've been uh, I have quite a few friends have done it here. I think they have a Victoria location as well. Oh yeah. Um, and hear nothing but amazing things. And- really? Okay. Uh, some people are really fifty fifty about it. When I when I tell some people, they go, they give me the. I don't recall the, the Justin Bieber. I don't recall, but no, like some people, when they tell me uh, that, 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 you know, they're, they're like really against it. What they do is they say, 
Oh man, first of all, do you want to climb in like a coffin and like have it filled with water? Man, fuck that. Fuck that, man. No way. No way. And they say they tell me something like that and I and I I feel like obliged to tell them like listen, it's it's not like that. It's actually like a peaceful serenity that you're yeah, like going absolutely. into and and your mind is the is what's happening. I'm like if you're at well, uh, yeah, did that, turmoil. That that's you. Like you know, right? A, did that come from someone that had done it, or had just no thought about it? No, no. And anyone who's ever said anything negative about it has never done it. Well, obviously, that, yeah, right? Like, like, but like, I mean, the idea that I I know what they're saying. Like, okay, so you want to climb into this coffin like thing and, and have it filled with water the same temperature as you, yeah. and, and you want to float in this salt water and then just think about stuff. That's fucking weird. Like they, I want to do that right now. See, and like, and, and to me, I'm like, well, that's that's very appealing. I, I would love to do that. There's so many things. I, I got to be honest though. The first time I, I was even like, like uh, curious about it, the first thing that popped in my head wasn't, uh, wow, I, I can't wait to do it. It was, uh, if I do this, will I irreparably like, will I like fuck myself up? <laughs> like, like, will will this like change? Will this flip a switch that I'm not aware of? Kind of I heart Huckabee style. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like where it's it's so, so much of a transition into a new style that people are like, dude, you've changed. Like, what is going <laughs> really on, changed, man? man? Yeah, like what's up? What like what's going on? And I'm like, this is just who I am, you know. And like, like I don't want to be I'm that. Expressing like, my inner yeah. self. Yeah, finally. Like, I, like, I don't want the years. podcast to go from from this right now, which is like, hey, all right, it's MD, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to go from this, Until like... Until we talk about our, our feelings. Yeah, and then from this, to, to be like, welcome to Intergalactic Interviews. We're having a good time. Anyway, um, sitting here with Scrum. Hi. Scrum. Scrum. By the way, this this is a sidebar I've always wanted to talk about, and I've never had the opportunity to. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of Sherlock, the new Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, recently, yeah, so good. Right, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, so yeah. good. Martin Freeman, obviously. Um, but you know, like most people I'm torrenting them, I'm not watching it on BBC or yep. anything. So I'm downloading it, but a lot of the rips of these episodes have the tail end of, uh, of, of like the previews yep. or whatever. Or? Yeah. Like, well, the credits roll. Yeah. But, but the one thing I've always found so hilarious is that the, for some reason, this has never been like transferred to North America ever with exception to maybe global TV. I don't okay. know. But, uh, North America TV has never caught into this, but this like BBC does this thing where like they have this like host all the time between the shows, and it's like this, like the BBC, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah, and it's like um, this, and it's like the Sherlock will end, and then it's like credits are rolling, it'll be all quiet like this, and then it'll be like, right, oh, okay, and uh, Sherlock gonna get in small trouble next week, and. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's so funny that you say uh, that. I've totally next week. That. Something about a dragon. Okay. And coming up is uh, Sophie's, uh, armoire selection. I uh, have a good time. And it's like, <laughs> and I don't need someone registered to... as how weird that is until you've just said it's it. It's weird, right? It's really weird. So I, I just, I started, uh, uh, cause I, I like marathon the whole, like binge watched it all with my girlfriend yeah. and I started at the end of the episodes, I was like waiting for it. Cause we also were watching like Downton Abbey and shit yeah. like that. They do the same thing. Like at the end, it's just like. Righto, good, good episode. And um, coming up next is uh, Peter, Peter around the world with uh, two, uh, two of the three of crocodiles. Anyway, good show. It's like, dude, but it, it's like they don't even try. Like it's not like a good. It's not like if it was North America, they wouldn't do like like North America. Be like, all right, great episode of Family Guy. Coming up next, American Dad. Like that, like that's how it would that's be. It. It, it wouldn't be like, righto, Peter, real funny there with Lois and uh, 
Coming up next, Stan has a problem with something with uh, Francine in American Dad. Okay, have a good time. <laughs> I have no idea where we're at now, and I love it. <laughs> I just realized this uh, this episode would be way better in video. This would be way uh, better in video. Because you're a silent laugher. That's I'm a very, realized. yeah, no, sometimes I do the, the whole body guffaw. Dude, there you go. Usually you, I'm like... You, 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 that's exactly what it is. You, you, they have no idea how goofy I look right now. So I'm... <laughs> Let me see something here. What's like? Uh, all right. Tell you what. All right. We're around the part of the the show. If you want to pop open that laptop and tell me those tour dates, that would be a good idea. Oh. I'll pull up a final little question for you. Well, you know what? I'm just realizing. How about I just say we'll be announcing the tour in the next two weeks or so. That's a good idea. I'm sure uh, people would like. Just, yeah, we're just waiting know. for all of it to yeah to fully be solidified. But it's going to be uh, from second second week of May right up to the start of June. Um, throughout BC, Alberta. Are you excited for tour? You I'm good really excited for tour. Do you, have a, do you have open ears, middles, middle or anything like that? What's going on? Are you going on the road with someone? No, uh, I'm going solo. Uh, originally, when we first started booking, or first started Look planning the tour. the top hat and the monocle on this guy. He's going solo. He's got no... He's all got, by myself. All by himself. All by my lonesome. Plays multiple instruments, ladies and gentlemen. Play a bunch of stuff. I like this guy. On what, the road. What, what? When you were booking it, what happened? Uh, when we first started, I have a, a really talented visual guy. Uh, name uh, well, they're uh, Inao Studios. They do a lot of oh, I, oh, I know, you know yeah, Studios. you know Thad and Josh, yeah, yeah. doing uh, really, really great work. Super talented folks, and I really wanted to bring them and do a full kind of production, right? Because um, they do a lot of amazing three D projection mapping. Oh yeah, no, and totally. They're getting into some live stuff with like connect cameras and everything, and mm-hmm. and we've been planning for a long time, but uh, it just didn't make financial sense yet for this tour. But uh, okay. for the full album tour in the fall, we're going to be doing the full. The full meal deal with That's visuals super and everything. Cool, man. So, I like that. so for this one, I'm just uh, rocking out solo. But before we go into the uh, the uh, next segment, which I know yep. I don't know if you've been excited for, but most listeners are waiting for it. Um, the uh, I'm just going to come back to that question that we didn't answer. Oh man, I which didn't is even think uh, about it. All right, which celebrity would you like to fuck, and to what song? Scrum. We're gonna go with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually put much thought into such things, honestly. <laughs> so we're going to go with America's Sweetheart, Sandra Bullock. Nice. Because she's just uh, she's a classy lady. Right now? Right now. Like, Sandra Bullock right now. Absolutely. Not like circa, I don't, you know, Miss Congeniality, because she was kind of sure. smoking back then. All right, let's go yeah. with circa Miss Congeniality. Okay. And to what song, though? Do you bang out to music? I gotta admit, I like ninety percent of the to time a don't. Lot, but like yeah. nowadays, every single working yeah. day is filled with music. So I really that's right. I value my silence. These we days. are the same in that. Like I, I don't bang onto music like no, ever. In no. fact, it's almost like that Dave Chappelle skit where I'm just like, actually, can you turn off that jazz music? I just I want to hear you breathing. <laughs> <I'm> like, like <laughs> do you mind if I just pull my penis through this hole? <laughs> this kind of thing. All right. And with that being said. This is a perfect segue to uh, everyone's favorite segment of intergalactic interviews, which is too offensive. <sighs> nice, and you knew that. <sighs> That's awesome. G Tone would be very proud. He heard that. Um, are you ready for this segment? I think so. Okay. No, I know so. So let me explain the rules for your listeners at home. All right. Um, this is the segment called "Too Offensive," in which that the answerer, me. of the question, scrums in this in this case. Uh, if they don't want to answer the the question, they can in fact say too offensive, 
in the register that I just announced the intro. Uh, which Too you get, offensive. That's Was pretty, that it? That's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good? Yeah. And you get bonus points for that kind of thing. All right. So uh, uh, you can answer that, which gives the audience an idea that there's something to be said there. All right. But it leaves it open. It's, it's a little filler answer. All right. All right. Okay? So are you ready for your question? Yes. Okay. Question the first. Question the first. Given the opportunity to save one historical icon from assassination, whom would you save? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Pantera's Dimebag Daryl? Oh. See, because on one hand, he's thinking, oh, if I, if I don't say MLK... Well, That's no, racist. yes, but no, on the other hand, racist. he's like Pantera. I was. I'm going to go. I'm going to <laughs> maybe have a, a controversial point of view, but I'm going to go with Dimebag. Okay, not because I feel he's hugely culturally relevant, <laughs> but I almost the first thing that came to mind was like, how much more with the martyr factor with MLK? You know, <laughs> like did that did that help more? Did you th- it? Or you did think it not? him dying? Actually, no. I'm going to go with MLK because he would have done a lot more good. Had you think? Been, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's such a... I mean, like, he lived before both of us, right? Yeah, of course. So, so it's difficult for, for us to really, maybe, uh, really ascertain how much... The gravity of the... That's right. Yeah. Because he did all that pre-internet. Like, that's yeah. also what we were talking about. Like, he did that, like, he had people on the phones writing letters and... <laughs> letters! The, the mail was part of that. Like, that's kind of crazy. Uh, but you're going to save Dimebag. So he can go on to uh He didn't keep... really do a hell of a lot. I love Pantera, but let's go we're gonna go with MLK. This is a solid MLK, final answer. That was good. Way to way to uh way to back down to the Black Panther <laughs> <laughs> the uh the black core of our audience here. They're like, Yeah, man. <laughs> talk to talk to MLK, obviously. Obviously. But you just alienated yourself from all the white fans that were like, dude, Dimebag died the same day as John Lennon and here you are. Here you are just Saving, saving a guy, another guy who never could solo in his life. <laughs> so I've said for I was, the record, when you, I didn't think that was a, a multiple choice question, I was going John Lennon right when you first started really. That. I was going with John Lennon all the way. Well, I was going, um, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. Imagine that. Nice. You like that's, that? Yeah, that's good. Eh? Okay. The um, I'm just gonna say that was pretty good. But for too offensive. That the next very offensive. Well, I mean, it puts you in a spot. Not it's, really. I don't. No, you don't care about that? So you're saying you don't care about white people. That's what you're saying. You know? They're no not less the biggest, than I care about black people. They're not the <laughs> It's pretty racist. I don't understand. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, well, let me just say this. Question the second. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a house is burning and you are inside also are the members of the prodigy and the crystal method you can only save one group whom would you save prodigy no question prodigy no question yep. okay now I have to know why uh, Fatherland was a huge Ooh. influential record in my, I think, junior high school days. It was pretty badass. Um, you know, Crystal Method definitely had their 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 influence, but Prodigy, yeah. 
What's the black guy's name in Prodigy? I don't remember. You don't remember his name? I don't remember black people's names, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Too offensive! That was a perfect ending, my friend. That was beautiful. That was good. That what was, a great ending to an interview. It was good. Uh, racist scrum. I, I, racist scrum. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's paint you in a negative light for you. No, that's your great. Tour Let's and end it right there. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what, we, what everyone's probably been waiting for and uh, especially if you just fast forward through the whole interview just to the end because you saw the waveform get bigger and you're like, oh, there must be music at the end, as there always is. I uh, always go for the bigger part. I Always, right? You're like, oh, a skip, peak. There's skip a all peak. that stuff. Yeah. Just Look at the waveform. There's a peak right here. Ooh, I'm going to go, go right there. Go for the there. fat sausage at the end. Totally. Um, what are we going to be playing right now, Scrum? Uh, right now we're uh, playing, earlier I mentioned the, the EP series I'm releasing with Westwood. That's right. Uh, this is the f- three tracks off the first EP coming out next month. Aiming kind of May 1st-ish. Oh, it's pretty awesome. I, th- I know a lot of people are excited, and I only heard four and a half seconds of each, and I'm pretty goddamn excited. I so, excited you with four and a half seconds. <laughs> Dude, people have done less for worse. What? Worse for less. I don't, I don't know what that means. But listen, I, I want to say it's always a pleasure to hang out with you, my Absolutely, friend. Absolutely, man. Always great. People want to follow you on Twitter. They can follow you at ScrumFunk, correct? Yes, they can. And... Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, as always, you can follow me at MD underscore Boomsday, or you can email me your comments, your questions, uh, or your hate. If you want to send me anything you want, uh, you can go ahead and send it to the uh, label address, which is Jamie, J-A-Y-M-E, at Amp Records, A-M-P-R-E-C-O-R-D-S-C-O.com, AmpRecordsCo.com. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Scrum, how else can people find you? SoundCloud? Uh, Facebook and SoundCloud are definitely way better than Twitter. I'm not a big tweeter that's okay i saw that as i was posting shit yeah. today i was like oh nice now you got you know, at i least, pay attention to yeah. it about once a month and try and pretend yeah. i care about it and uh, then i stopped i was like oh nice it. scrum uh, wished everyone uh, merry christmas nice <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> nice facebook and soundcloud for sure nice. facebook is uh scrum funk all one word and soundcloud nice. okay well happy easter scrum. to you uh happy, my friend yeah this is for the people listening before that's like, right months ago right that's right yeah yeah cool. uh uh we're gonna go into this right now uh, do you have titles for us? Yeah, it's, uh, first track is called Bad Man Sound. And? The second one is, uh, we're still working on a title. It's a collab with my UK homie, Moldy Soul. What up? And uh, we have a vocalist from Down Under. Yep. Recording some vocals for it. And third one is an old jam that's been reimagined for today called Sunrise Intro. Oh, shit. And people are excited for this. So I'm excited for this. I won't talk anymore, but uh, thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Scrum, for coming every time. Thank you kindly for having me, man. Always a pleasure. Shake hands on this. Blow. Blow. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Subscribe. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye.
Mm-hmm.